Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not exist in this dojo. The Truth, the co-host is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. want to say thank you for tuning in live right here. If you want to give us a call, the number is 929-477-1077. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, at Majority MMA, and like us on the Facebook, The Majority Decision. Fayaz, it's time to get another show in the can. How's it going, man? Man, it is going awesome. I'm just hanging out and, uh, you know, trained my butt off this morning. Completely exhausted myself. I think uh, I think my muscles are still dehydrated. And <laughs> every time, you know, it's weird, man. I was, <laughs> so I'm at my parents' house and we're, we're eating dinner, right? And, you know, I'm eating some food, you know, just hanging out. I'm talking, and all of a sudden, my forearm just locks up, right? And my finger is stuck to my forearm. I'm going, oh, my God, and I can't. So I pry it apart, and five minutes later, my leg does the same thing. I stretch in, and I'm trying to, you know, I can to get some potassium in my body. It was, uh, it was kind of hilarious. Uh, it's, uh, if, uh, <laughs> if it's never happened to you. At a uh, dinner table, it's a pretty interesting experience, to say the least. Yeah, that's yeah, that's always a great feeling when your body just <laughs> lets you know that it's done. It's not gonna yeah, it's not gonna go any further. <laughs> it's it shuts. I mean, it, it wouldn't even let me eat. I mean, it was uh, it's kind of crazy. It was weird. So uh, I had to uh, I had to do some serious uh, rehydrate. Really, it was lack of potassium because I drank so much water that it, I mean it really at that point it Could didn't matter. I did, it, it wasn't water right. wasn't what I needed. <laughs> it was just I needed something else. So it was crazy. Well, that's cool that you still that you guys are still getting at it every Sunday. That was always uh, a good time to go out there. How many guys you guys having? Are you guys having showing up over there? Today we had, so it was uh, today, you know, it being Easter weekend, you know, you're always going to have a drop, uh, have a couple drop offs. So there was uh, three of us. And uh, so there's three of us. And then uh, we just, we just got a new guy in and a uh, new kid in. And he's young and he enjoys it. And, you know, he's pumped about it and he's been coming to classes. So, He's having a good time, and he's humble, too. So, you, you know, that's the type of guy you want, right? It's always, uh, you know, if you go and train and experience martial arts, you know, check your ego at the door because you're going to eat some humble pie, right? So that's, yeah, uh, yeah, otherwise somebody might check it for you. <laughs> correct. That is correct. So, therefore, 
but but you know we've always we've always been good you know that's probably only happened once or twice in you know over 20 years that i've been training so it's uh it's actually been uh it's it's been a great atmosphere good to watch but we counted and we're going on i think it's about 15 16 years consecutive of training on sunday mornings yeah it it, it it's crazy it uh, there were days you know, like you said, oh, there's only three people. Well, like, for me, when I was going, those were the worst days because usually the three was me, you, and John. And those right. and between <laughs> you two and me having to go back and forth between you two, that's just absolutely insane. <laughs> that's, a, right. that's death. That's near death. That's a near-death experience. It's kind of weird, right? Because when you, you know, now we got two or three other guys that do come out too. So sometimes there'll be six, seven of us there, but it's, it's weird. It's almost like you can, you can have more opportunity to rest whenever there's six or seven guys. Yeah. Today we had three guys and it was just, you know, the only guy who took a break for a few rounds was, you know, of course the new guy, right? You know, right. he didn't want to puke all over himself or anything like that. We, we understand <laughs> that. But we just kept going. And so there was four of us, right? So you're even. And we just kept going and going and going. And because, I mean, you know, we'd still make him get out there and do something, right? So we just kept going yeah. and going and going. By the end of it, man, I think that, I mean, I didn't even know what was going on anymore. I was just, it, it was just, I was in pure autopilot and, Somebody kept somebody kept saying you got one more in you, and I just kept saying okay, you got one more in you, okay. And then finally, uh, you know, finally John said, "Well, I'm done." <laughs> I said, "All right." <laughs> yeah, it, the it, floor. It, it, if I can still lift it and go home. Yeah. Yeah. So some guys like to go get together and go hunting. Some guys like to get together and you know go out to dinner or, or whatever. Yeah. And, but some, then there's some guys that like to get together and punch each other in the face. Right. Right. And uh, we're, we just happen to be some of those guys. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, Hey, it works out good, man. If, it, if it's a, if it's a deal to where, you know, everybody's cool and you're all about the learning part of it, but you still want to give each other a good workout. And I mean, it's, it's it's just it's it's an experience like no other, you know. For those listening out there, if you've never tried it, never done it, or you've played other sports, or you know whatever it is, it's uh, this is not like anything you've ever done. And I always meet a lot of people that go, oh well, you know I gotta, you know I gotta get back in the gym and you know I'll get in shape and then I'll come train with you guys. And you can't get in shape for that unless you're doing that. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you can go run on a treadmill. You can uh, do all that stuff. It does not make a difference. There's nothing that compares to that type of cardio that you have to have. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous, you know. And and you know my my idiotic self, I wear my gi the whole time, no matter what. You know, when we start off sparring, I'm wearing my gi. You know, when we and then and then we move on and then we move on, and by the end of it. You know that thing is soaking wet, and I don't want to take it off because I know I'm going to be cold. So one of the things that I think is really interesting when it comes to training in a gym, and one of the things that I'm running into that's different from when I was up there with you guys in Dallas, and you know I said on the show a couple of weeks ago I went and tried out at, at, at a gym here uh, where I'm living now, and and, but, and and I went to another gym 
with with my son for a, yeah. a, about a year and a half before that. But one of the things that a lot I'm finding that a lot of these gyms don't do is they don't spar. They just don't yeah. spar, and and I don't I don't get it. I don't understand that. I don't. I mean, I understand from the, the school's point of view, right? You don't want people coming in there and trying to hurt each other and knock people out. But at the same time, you know, my, my thing is, you know, not that I necessarily like getting punched in the face, but, you know, if I'm going to sit there in a class for three nights a week, four nights a week and work on combinations and hit the pads and hit the heavy bags, I want to know that it's going to work. And the only way that I'm going to know that, it, that it's working or that I'm learning it correctly is if, is if somebody's trying to punch me back. Right. I mean, that's right. just my field. And, and you know, that's something we always taught you know, when you're trying to teach them to defend themselves. You know, if somebody's hitting you, how do you get them to stop hitting you, right? And, you know, some people would say block. Well, you know, you can block. Or some people would say, you know, you, you know, they come up with all types of different things. But the real answer is hit them back. You know, that's, that'll, if that doesn't stop them entirely, it'll stop them for a split second and buy you some time, right? But you're right. You know, I find a lot of gyms, they don't spar. You know, they don't spar unless, you know, you're on uh, some uh, fantastic competition team they might have or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, if you're just a guy training for, you know, just initial self-defense, you've at least got to work some sort of timing. You've got to work some yeah. sort of timing. You've got to go live a little bit just to see how your skills are progressing. You know, you can learn the movement and you can learn the technique, but uh, you being able to hit a bag and some mitts and things like that, it it it, uh, it doesn't translate to you hitting a, a moving person that's trying to hit you back. And that's yeah. uh, that's that's a completely different, you know, pads and, you know, bags and stuff like that, they they help your technique, man. They help your focus and everything else, your coordination, everything else that goes with it. But they can't prepare you for that. They can't prepare you for that right hand coming back at you or that, that leg kick smacking you on a return or even somebody trying to you know, take your head off with a kick. It's just there's nothing like it. Nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven. Give us a call. Hit us up on Twitter at Majority MMA. Let's. Uh, we want to get right into the big news of the week, and that is that New York finally joined the MMA party. They're about fifteen years too late, but uh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. The UFC is going to reward them with three to four shows a year, which I think is absolutely absurd. Who cares about New York? Took them fifteen years to get there. I know it's a big money market, but uh, MMA does not need New York. With that being said, I want to play some very interesting audio from the hearing. Uh, let's let's check it out I and uh, see what that is. this legislation of New York lifting the ban on professional human cage fighting and, in effect, sanctioning violence for profit. Throwing two people in a cage. Firstly, as an African American, we've been in cages fighting on the plantations and other places. And people let us bite off each other's ears and do all kinds of things until they regulated that and made it something different. You have two nearly naked hot men rolling around on top of one another trying to dominate each other. And just in case you don't know, that's gay porn with a different ending. Okay? <laughs> the Real Sport had a, a program and it talked about 
uh, and actually I'm reading from an MMA site, so I would think that this is probably a fairly accurate description of the uh, program, how there's a disproportionate rate of domestic violence in MMA. That I certainly uh, judge no member here who votes yes, because we fight here, it's a combat, right? But I'm also not afraid to cast my vote in the negative, nor will I have it suggested that this is a sport when I can open up my dopey phone that I don't even know how to use and Google the word domestic violence, find from an HBO study that there's more domestic violence in this sport than in any other, including the NFL. Wow. Where? I have to watch and, and that's, that's not... That's not like outsider opinion. That's actual voted in New York officials. Yeah. Where do you start with that? That's absolutely yeah, yeah. the ridiculous. So I got to watch some of that, and I saw the whole thing about domestic violence and things like that. You know, they also showed the guys who were for it, you know, and yeah. you know, they talked about things like, what if you were a person who grew up here your whole life and – you know, you're a world champion, and now you can't compete in your home state, right? You have to go somewhere else to compete. Or, you know, what if, uh, it, you know, and then, you know, going back to the domestic violence thing, another lady stood up and said, you know, as far, you know, as far as the other lady is concerned about the domestic violence, maybe if more women learn how to defend themselves, you know, there'd be less domestic violence. You know, she actually took that approach on it, you know, it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird deal, man. And, and you know, a lot of the things they were saying was like a reach. You know, that lady couldn't even say MMA properly in a in a sentence. I mean, it, it was a reach. And some of those things yeah. that they were saying, I mean, that's just ridiculous. You're talking about a sport that's been around now for 20 years and it's global. I mean, really? That's kind yeah, of ridiculous. Yeah, that's absolutely. It, you know, yeah, it's absolutely absurd, and, and clearly coming from people that have absolutely no no idea what they're talking about, no experience, yeah. never probably watched more than ten seconds of any clip of mixed martial arts. Oh, we don't even watch uh, boxing. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, how could they watch boxing? If if it's just I don't know. That was just ridiculous. I mean, the comparisons that that they're making. I mean, come on, really gay porn, and, slavery. Right. I mean, are, are you Sla- kidding me? Slavery, on, oh, that one, that one got me the best. I'm like, okay, guys, come on. Now, now, we're, now, now we're really, really reaching for something here, right? And then on top of that, okay, on top of that, the HBO study, we're talking about that oh, yeah. Brian Gumble special where he comes yep. on and talks about how, oh, my God, domestic violence is running rampant. In mixed martial arts, you know, how come, uh, you, you know, did he not bother to bring up the NFL? He didn't bother to bring up, you know, any other sport because you know it's there. It, but I mean, but but it was just it was just a big deal. I think, um, you, you know, I, I I don't know what it is, man. I don't I don't know why. You know, people are trying to fight it. People are trying to get, you know, get after it. I'm sorry. You know, you're used to boxing. That's great. But there's other people in the world that want to see people, you know, do other things. And that's what mixed martial arts is. Yeah, nevertheless, it, 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 you know, it took 
some I think it took somebody getting arrested and somebody and a lot of people dying, but it finally got voted in one thirteen <laughs> to thirty five. I mean, the the lock that some of those officials and and commissions have on New York is absolutely ridiculous. But you know that's another discussion for another day. But and not on an MMA program like ours. But it's just absolutely stupid how some people, and it's not just these these guys here, right? I mean, it's it, it. you could talk to an old school boxing guy and they're going to say the same thing, how it's barbaric and it's just, you know, two guys in a cage and they're dry humping each other and blah, 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 all that stupid stuff. You know, right. MMA is, look, it's not for everybody. You know, I, I get that because not everybody understands it, but right. you, you have to watch it more. I would say that you can't even, unless you're already a fight fan, or a professional wrestling fan, and I know MMA fans hate that comparison, but you, you have to watch a mixed martial arts card. You have to watch more than one fight. You probably have to watch more than one card before you really get the scope of what's actually taking place in there. Right. Right. Well, you gotta you got to watch more than one card, right? You know, they, you know, they even went as far as, you know, when they first started going mainstream, to have, uh, you know, little spots where, you know, they'd explain certain submissions, explain certain positions. And, yeah, you, you know, as it grew more and more, obviously, that, you know, they, they, they stopped doing that. But, you know, that's all it is. It's just a lack of understanding. You know, I think most of the people who watch boxing, I don't even think they really understand boxing. You know, they just see two guys throwing punches at each other, and it's easy to understand. So they go, okay but they don't really see what those guys are doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people who watch boxing don't really see, you know, people, sl- you know, see how the, how those guys move, slip, duck, you know, do all the things that they do to count, you know, position themselves to do certain things. You know, there's, there's a science to that. There's a science to that, you know, and that's just one of the many things utilized by a mixed martial artist and, you know, I I like to watch people punch. I like to watch people kick. I like to watch people get choked out. You know, jujitsu is probably the prettiest destruction on the ground, and uh, somebody getting kicked in the head, pieced up, is probably the you know the prettiest destruction on the feet to me. So I I love it. So the UFC is going to New York, which means they're going to try to get a card in probably as soon as possible. Uh, they'll make us believe that it's the biggest card in the history of UFC and mixed martial arts. <laughs> um, so yeah. who who headlines that? You, you know, you got to think they're making they got to make a phone call to George St. Pierre. I would assume, right? That would be kind of you cool. Gotta, I think George you got to see want to fight in the garden, wouldn't he? I mean, if, you know, if you're talking about goals, right? I mean, fighting in the garden—that's a—that's a big deal to a lot of a lot of professional fighters. That is right. Fight fighting in the garden, and then uh, so maybe maybe you put you throw you put GSP on there, right? You put Weidman on the card. Um, you know, you might even put Frankie Edgar on the card, even though he's not in New York. But you might throw Frankie Edgar on the card. Maybe you put uh, 
man, there's just so many people you could put on that card because who doesn't want to fight in Madison Square Garden, right, as a fighter? So, that's, well, yeah, uh, and, they're, that's, and, and they're probably – they're definitely – they're probably definitely taking Conor McGregor there. Oh, yeah. That would be yeah, my guess. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to take Conor McGregor there. But, you know, they're going to put Weidman on there. They're probably going to put yeah. some other New York guys out there. Ally Aquinto will probably be on the card. You know, you'll probably see a lot of, you know, a few guys out of Sarah's gym out there. I mean, uh, you you know, there's a lot of local New York MMA talent. We probably don't get to see a whole lot, right? And we'll probably get to see a lot of them, you know, if uh, if they run more than one card in Madison Square Garden this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it happens. It still kind of baffles me that after all these years of getting the cold shoulder from New York, the UFC finally gets in and, oh, yay, let's, you know, four four shows a card and you can't even get them to come to Texas uh, once every two years. And and Texas always supports mixed martial arts or, or the UFC. Uh, always sells out whenever they come come to this state, whether it's in Houston yeah. or Dallas. And uh, you know, there's other there's other cities out there that always support the UFC, and and rarely they make a trip out there. So that's a little disappointing. But you know, and if you're listening and you're from New York, no offense, but uh, you know, and I know it's not your fault, but hey, you're 15 years late to the party. You don't get the choice. <laughs> right. You don't get the choice. Right side of the dip and the chips. <laughs> but we're glad you got it. We are glad you got it. Hey, you know what? You, you know what? It was a, uh, apparently it was, uh, you're right. It was uh, somebody had to get arrested. It's a corrupt politician. Shocking, a corrupt politician. <laughs> never Imagine heard of, Never heard of such a thing, but, uh, you know. And, uh, it was, yeah, it had something to do with that. I didn't really delve too far into the story. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, it finally got done. You know, I just wasn't as excited about it because it's like you said, you know, man, that, that should have happened so many years ago. Apparently it was something that got passed, you know, quite a bit from 2010 up until now. It just never made it to the Senate floor for it never made it to the floor for a vote, and uh, that's that's kind of odd. So, props to those guys, and I hope to see some good shows there in the future. So we know the story about Kat. Ah, excuse me, Kat Zingano. She was uh, in line for a title shot a year or so ago, and uh, came up with an injury, ended up having to step down. But she's getting ready to come back, and um, you would you would assume that she would get a title shot or what what she at least had coming, but it uh, doesn't look like that's going to be the case. She comes out and she says that her next opponent is going to be epic. What opponent can you put in front of her that's going to make you say, wow, that is epic? Man, you know, I love Kat Zingano, man. She is an absolute... Kat Zingano, when you watch her fight, if you don't finish her... You know, sometimes people will get the best of her in her fights, and if you don't finish her, Kazingano's coming back, and when she she's coming back to beat you, if you don't put her away. I watched I watched that happen to Misha Tate. 
Misha Tate was winning. Kat Zingano came back and just, I mean, it was uh, it was just everything short of a murder. And, I mean, just beat her to a pulp. And I couldn't believe it. And then she got hurt, and she couldn't do the Ultimate Fighter show. So that, you know, that started, the, you know, the, the second Misha fight. And I was like, man, poor Kat. And she finally gets her title shot. Right, and I don't think she did a tune-up fight before she got that title shot. Is that am I correct there? Uh, she fought. She did. She fought Amanda Nunes, and I was wrong. She did get she that title Nunes. shot. I thought the injury caused her out, but yeah, That's right. she yeah. fought. No, no, she, she, she did. She got. She got her title shot again, but later on. She, but she came back. She fought Nunez, came back, and then she got her title shot, and she lost in 14 seconds. Right, and now we haven't seen her in over a year, and I'm, you know, I guess she had some injuries she had to overcome. I'm, you know, I'm anxious to see her back, man, because uh, she's a scrapper. She's a really well-rounded fighter too. She's, you know, she's she's a, a pretty complete fighter, and uh, you know, they're they're talking about Cyborg coming back, so maybe maybe a lot again. They give Holly home. Oh, maybe you know. Maybe there's a there's a big fight coming up. She says it's going to be epic and it's going to be entertaining. So I can't imagine. You know, does she get to does she get to introduce Chris Cyborg uh, to the UFC? Could it be? I like the I like the thought of her versus uh, Holly Holm, and I also yeah. like the thought of of her versus. Um, uh, Juliana Pena, I think. Uh, That's a good fight. I think both those fights would be really great fights, and a victory over either one of those ladies would probably put her right back in the talk and talks for another title shot. Definitely, but they said uh, they wanted her to have. She said uh, when I was watching her interview, she they wanted her to have a tune-up fight, but she just she would never say who it was. Say it was, but she said it's going to be an epic fight. Stay tuned, and you know I can't wait to watch her fight. I'm glad that you know she's still going to come back. She's still going to fight, and I can't wait, man. I think I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, she, she's a great fighter. Been through a lot. Uh, unfortunately, her husband committed suicide, and you know so she she's overcome a lot. She's been through a lot, so it's kind of hard not to uh, root for. Her, you know, definitely. Definitely. You know, another. You know, they asked her about that. They, you know, they asked her about that. You know, and that's it's it's kind of crazy, you know, because they were talking about you know Rhonda kind of felt that way, you know, and she she kind of brought up that you know she you know her family has been touched by it, you know from her husband and and her child, and she's kind of been taking care of her kid for the last year and that sort of thing, so. You know, maybe she'll be fully rested, and uh, I'd li- I'd like to see her. I'd like to see her fight for a belt and win. Yeah, I, I think she's good enough to be champion. Um, you know, you you never know how it, how it comes out nowadays. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of talented fighters. Oh yeah. You know, and now that oh, the, yeah. the Ronda Rousey's mystique is kind of out the window. I mean, I guess who knows? She could come back and smash people again, but you know, she—I don't think that she's going to have people beat before 
the fight starts anymore. I think that's over. For, right. Um, but uh, it's a good division. It's a strong division. Nate Diaz comes out and says earlier in the week they're asking him about his um, his fight with Connor and, and all the money that he made. And just kind of nonchalantly through the conversation, because, of course, the rumor right now is UFC 200 is going to get, get the rematch between McGregor and uh, – and Diaz, and he basically, when he comes out and he says, well, titles are fairy tales. He says, I'm going to make a lot of people mad when I say that, but, but winning titles is fairy tales. It's about making money and just about making big fights. And I really thought that was an interesting comment that he made. And do titles and does being a champion mean what it used to be? Or is it really just about making money? Is it really just about getting the big fight, getting your name up in lights on top of the card, and getting a title shot? I don't know. I, I I thought it was an interesting take coming from a guy who's been around for a long time and really has never gotten that opportunity to fight for a title. I mean, it's it's an interesting. It was an interesting comment, interesting thing that he said, but. Uh, thought we might have some time to get into that, but we don't, so we'll have to maybe talk about it for another, save that topic for another day. want to thank everybody for listening. Remind everybody to hit us up on Twitter, at MajorityMMA, like us on Facebook, and check us out uh, right here next week on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks to everybody for listening. Have a great week. We are done. Thank you.